Welcome to Detox with Allison. Oh shit, we're recording. You are the best podcast naming person. <laughs> this is the show where we sit down with comedians and other funny people, make them take their vitamins and ask them about their life or whatever else we get into. Let's hope Charlie got it right this time. Detox is produced and sponsored by Big Laugh Comedy. Big Laugh Comedy is changing the world one comedy experience at a time. Big Laugh Comedy is the first ever company that provides you with a complete comedy experience, from live shows throughout Texas in Austin, San Antonio, San Marcos, and Fort Worth, to comedy news and everything in between. If you're looking to laugh your ass off with some of the best comedians in the world, or you want to know what your favorite comedian is up to, you need to visit Big Laugh Comedy at blcomedy.com. Get exclusive content and first dibs on tickets by becoming a VIP for free. Go to blcomedy.com slash VIP dash list. Detox with Allison is also sponsored by MSW Vitamin Lounge and MSW Nutrition. MSW Vitamin Lounge is located in Austin and it's the best place to get your vitamin IVs, shots, and health consults. It's also where we record the episodes, so that's pretty cool. If you can't make it to Austin, MSW Nutrition puts the best nutrients possible into their supplements to bring a little bit of the lounge to wherever you are. The boost drinks we're always sipping on on this show are just one of their awesome and effective products. Trust me, I use a ton of them. Go to mswnutrition.com and use the code DETOX, that's D-E-T-A-L-K-S, to save 15% on all your supplementation needs from MSW Nutrition. And if you're in Austin, I hope to see you at the Vitamin Lounge. Action! What's up, Eric D'Alessandro? Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Are, 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 is everything? You have Lyme disease or something? You know, yeah. I'm getting it. This is Lyme green over here. I don't know what is happening right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I walked in and you are literally injecting your veins with liquid. You're so. from Staten Island. You should get it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, it's. Uh, I can taste the vitamins right now. That's really? Can you? That's what's weird about these. Is this one? Uh, You're I'm, turning yellow. Is that supposed to happen? <laughs> oh no, I just have jaundice. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah. nice, nice. Um, but uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's in a. We call it Vitamunity. That's the okay. Blend, that's the blend that I got this week, and I added mm-hmm. some NAD for uh, cell energy, but um, okay. I like to get this one before I travel because you're on the plane and you don't know what those fuckers are doing on the yeah, plane. Yeah, you probably should have got that before COVID happened. <laughs> I definitely so. got a lot of them after COVID happened. <laughs> I think we invented it actually because of COVID. We were like, ah, these fuckers don't know how to take care of themselves. This is I'm just, you know, just so you know, this is the weirdest thing I've ever done. <laughs> just so you know. Perfect. Okay. You know, I mean, we didn't inject you. We've injected some of the other guests. You I would, probably should have. We respect the guests, you know. I got some great veins usually. Dude, look at that vascularity. You need to show yeah. that to Rocky. He was bragging. We could not see a single vein on that. Oh, man. really? No, I mean. There you go, Rocky. Am I allowed to curse on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Rocky. Fuck you, Rocky. That's right. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so, Eric, I like to ask uh, guests, how how long have we known each other and how well do we know each other? Just to give some context, because... Okay. Do you want the real answer? Real answer, yeah. I got your number yesterday. Yep. There so, we go. So, that's basically it. So, how long, no. have you, how long have you been in Austin now? Uh, through two months? Three months? Been, yeah. Two months, three months? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So we've mostly just like sort of talked in the green room and like seen each other exactly. around. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the Vulcan. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I like this podcast because I can get people on and like get to know you guys more. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Inject them, inject their veins with, with, yeah, with green can, liquid. Yeah. You know, the, the vaccine has microchips, but I'm giving you brainwashing. <laughs> exactly. So that's. I don't know what the hell you gave me here. <laughs> this, tastes, this tastes like what I wanted 
spike seltzer to taste like. <laughs> yeah. Which it just does. I mean, yeah. if you've had a spike seltzer, the, the rage, they're <laughs> horrific. And this taste, this is vitamins. Yeah, sure. Yeah. This is just pure. This is Kool-Aid. I don't know what you gave me. <laughs> We're just going to make an ad for this company that's a compilation of all the guests saying, this is liquid sugar. It's that, or it kind of also tastes like aspirin, uh, ground up and liquefied. So There's the vitamins. That's the healthy part. Take that part. as you will. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it's good. You know, it's uh, it's Boost by MSW Nutrition, which we do have a discount code for, Detox, D-E-T-A-L-K-S. Uh, it's it's uh, the multivitamin. Detox, like talk? Yeah, that's what we call um. the pod. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Detox with Allison. I should say that. That's <laughs> Okay, you're right. <laughs> the mention podcast. That. Yeah, I don't. I never know how to start this thing because I'm just like yeah. I just want to talk to you. We're already kind of talking. People. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. People walking by. This is this yeah. Is good. It's chaos, mm-hmm. but you know it's normal. Yep. Um, but yeah, detox is the the code, and it's uh, it's tasty. It's a good little. If you chug it, it kind of acts like a pre workout because of all the vitamin B12. But oh, great! You sip it. You sip it, and it's just like slow burn energy. I'm gonna start being jittery when I get in the car. That's yeah. great. Thanks a lot for that. I'm gonna <laughs> drive, pass out. Drive home like oh, fuck. She gave me Adderall. I don't That's know how. how like taste I, was. I, I walked. I first of all, I don't know you that well, and I just started drinking something you gave me. This, <laughs> is, is that should I be concerned? I like I just said, I don't know you that well. <laughs> I don't know where I am. This look. I, I'm half Pottery Barn, half. <laughs> Um, is this a doctor's office? It looks like it is. This looks like where you'd get in trouble on the on Eyewitness News. <laughs> they were they were claiming to be a chiropractor's office, but they were injecting people with liquid death in the background. And then I and then again on one the guy like I I thought she was a friend. <laughs> I trusted her. She smiled and it was okay. I thought we were fine. I seriously should probably stop drinking this. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I will say no one has died yet. Okay. So yeah, that, that, that I know of. Well, yeah, yeah, I just I gotta drink this and make sure I live just to just to stick it to you, Rocky Dale Davis. <laughs> just to show off the more vascularity. <laughs> yeah, look at those veins, baby. That's only twenty years of jerking off can produce. <laughs> yeah, your right arm is significantly more vascular. You want to so know something? Can... This is not a joke. I jerk off with my left. What? I jerk off with my left. Is it because it feels like it's not you? I've heard people say that. No. Um, when I got my computer in my bedroom when I was like 17, I realized I could scroll more with my right and <laughs> pump with the left. And I was like, if I can make this work, if I can do this switch, you know, Mickey Mantle wants to brag Dude, about being a like- switch hitter. I was like, this is better than anything. And it's and, and now when I do it the right... <laughs> I'm off. I don't even know who. I don't know who. I don't know what's going on over here. I got nothing, <laughs> dude. That's like the fucking like pat your head and rub yeah. your belly thing. <laughs> like you're scrolling and jerking at the same time. And hey, it works. You know, I busted plenty of nut. You found it. You found a system. You got to right. stick to it. Uh huh. <laughs> so uh, I want to. I want to ask you a little bit more, like about no. About okay, well, nothing. <laughs> I, end of podcast. We're done now. Sorry, I asked Can't you. Resist. I asked you what was off limits, and you said nothing. But what you meant was, I don't want to talk to you about yeah, anything. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, As I mentioned, jerking off with my left hand. Yes, <laughs> very systematically, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, like, you you started your comedy by doing like sketches and stuff online, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, how old were you, and like, was that ever created, like? with the intention of doing stand-up, like live comedy, or was it just like, I'm going to do YouTube? Honestly, stand-up was something that I did to get into acting. Okay. And I noticed that like stand-up comedians could do whatever they wanted. I've noticed that like, I started seeing like, let's say Hannibal Burris, incredible stand-up comedian. I noticed like he killed on Conan. 
Mm-hmm. Saw a couple of videos after that, and then he's in three movies. And I'm like, yeah. oh, these motherfuckers know a way around the system. Because yeah. the thing I was like, oh, what are his credits? What have you done lately? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. So this was years ago. Um, because I had a manager. I was trying to like just get into stuff. Mm-hmm. I have a really up and down roller coaster. But like, yeah, it was, it was, it was. Um, I noticed that uh, managers and agents they they really they valued stand up comedians more. So I was like, I could probably do what I'm doing online on on stage. Yeah. And then I went to open mics and did all that shit in New York. Mm-hmm. And then I worked out a way to to uh you know get comfortable on stage. And it's completely it's it's you know you it, it can't not be stand up. Right. Like I think a lot of people who start online probably go on stage and think they're going to do the same format as what worked right on their online. YouTube or Instagram, and it's a completely different world. Yeah. So like. I I I've been a I've been such a fan of stand-ups forever. So I this was probably seven years ago was my first open mic. So I've been you know yeah I, I've been I've been trying. And how long have you been doing videos and like making oh content God. online? I uh, thir- thirteen years. Wow. And I should have millions of subscribers, but I don't because <laughs> I would give up for months and then I'm like, yeah, I'll put something out. Yeah. It was very, it was, it was tough because when I, when I, I was on YouTube before literally anyone was on YouTube and yeah. that it had a stigma. Yeah. Where it was like, that's back when managers and casting directors would like use it as, they were threatened by it. So they yeah. try to like bury those kids. Oh, he's a YouTuber. He's a YouTuber. Right. Now they're taking over. I, I just like got too early. Gotcha. And. Still upload, but it's 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 not like a uh, a frequent schedule or anything. I, I just did it for fun. I, I just sorry, I just destroyed <laughs> destroying this microphone. the microphone. Uh, yeah. I just did it for fun, and uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I would do it like in two thousand eight, two thousand seven, eight yeah. was like my first time doing yeah. it. Yeah, really long answer. Sorry. No, no, I, I'm I'm here to I want to listen to it. Like seriously, <laughs> I'm just I'm interested because like comedy is one of those things that like doesn't have a direct way to exactly. make it. You mm-hmm. know, like I've noticed that like my path. As cheesy as that sounds, has always been incredibly unique to me, and I can't follow what anybody else has done. It just never worked. Yeah. Every every door that I've opened has been because of something that I did myself. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to do like another person's path, like I, I have uh, managers in the past, like, well, look at what he's doing, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm not him. Right. And at, oh, and whenever I went back to like the basics, it always started working out for me. So like, yeah, like it's it's totally up to who you are. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. And when you mentioned like you started stand up to get more into acting and stuff. Yeah. I come from an acting background as well. And like a lot of people don't realize like there's gatekeepers in any performance and like, yep. you know, things that you need, people you need to impress or things mm-hmm. that you need to do to try and like get Harvey's, you got a Weinstein. You know, you, you know? got to go to the casting couch. Yeah, that's right. But- <laughs> I'm still waiting for my call. <laughs> not interested in me. <laughs> but like, it's when you're in the acting world, it seems so much harder to break in because, yeah. like, even if you're auditioning for the local play, mm-hmm. you're still auditioning and you can still be told no. Yeah. And, like, the thing that I realized when I started stand up was, like, oh, I don't need to audition for this open mic. Absolutely. So, like, even even if I can only ever do open mics, I get to go on stage and figure my shit out, you 100%. know? Yep. And, like, it makes it feel a lot easier it's not easier but it makes it feel a lot more accessible and easier for anyone to break in Absolutely. you know another really cool thing that i started like because i was told by people when i was in my early 20s that like oh well like he's a youtuber he's a youtuber or whatever i would like run from that mm. and then the older i got i realized the people who make it 
on their own with like TikTok, Instagram, whatever they do on their own, they're really the people who deserve credit. Because if, if you get a, a role in a Netflix show, you basically hit the lottery. Yeah. We don't know if you earned that. We don't know if you deserve that. Mm. If you go door-to-door knocking and telling a joke to one person at a time, then you gain a mass of hundreds of thousands and millions of followers. You really deserve credit. Right. It wasn't like you just got lucky because you, oh, my mom brought me to a, a, a grape juice commercial when I was six. Right. And then now I'm just riding this easy street for the rest yeah. of my life. Like. This, these are people who really, really found their own way to express themselves. And like the same thing you just said, the gatekeepers. Once I started doing Instagram on my own, I was like, I don't give a shit about acting anymore. Because mm. I do whatever I want. It's right. fun. It's me directly to people. And I have been having the most fun of my life. My shows are just incredible. I have the coolest fans and, and my shows are so much fun. And I've been seeing the country. And I was like, I, I've, I've been on sets before. You, you, you just sit yeah. You sit around for 13 hours while they change a the light. Yeah. And it's just like, this is horrific. Yeah. It's not as cool as I thought it was going to be. It's so tedious. It's just like, yeah, I, I, I do love it. I, I absolutely would, would like to, uh, to do things. But, you know, the world is changing. And that, 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 the way of like the, I just think it's, it's, it's vaudeville at this point. Like, yeah. it, it's going to go, it's, it's, it's changing. And if, if you can't adapt, then you're just... You're just a silent film actor being like, oh, those, those talkies will never work. <laughs> so I mean, it seems too like, because I've always thought, found it funny because like I don't think a lot of people outside of the comedy world realize that like it's a little bit of a stigma to be a YouTube comedian or like a social media comedian. Like, oh, I mean, Sony comedians, I still don't understand it. Yeah, like a pe- especially the people who are doing like the traditional New York grind where they're like, I hit five open mics in a night and I'm yeah. hitting the whatever and I'm, I'm a real stand-up comedian. It's like, cool, that's great. That's what you want to do. But like, don't knock on someone who has found a way to reach their audience and yeah. be creative and their own boss. Like to me, like the people that are on YouTube or TikTok or whatever platform and producing their own content and doing whatever they want is yep. like so entrepreneurial to me. Absolutely. And like you it's get the most to be punk your own, rock thing you can do. Yeah, you get to be your own boss. And like it, it sounds to me like what you were saying too is like, yeah, totally. I'd love to be in movies or TV shows or whatever, but it's like I also want to have my time where I get to just like post some shit on YouTube yeah. and do whatever I want. And and people don't even realize that like you're kind of trapped wherever you're shooting, especially if you're in an ongoing like oh, yeah. TV show or something. Like you they don't have get an to opinion, do the travel. They have an opinion on what you say. They have an opinion on who you are seen with. It's, yeah. It's a whole like calculated performance thing. That's why I love Tim Dillon so much. He has his video on YouTube if you don't listen to his podcast where he just rips apart Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> and it's just like, it's incredible. Like we realize like, wow, what am I wa- I'm watching, I'm watching Meryl Streep pretend to have a conversation with this guy about yeah. her trip to Italy. What year is this? It's not yeah. the 50s anymore. We know that's not how people speak. Right. We know this is not how people interact with each other. So who is this for? And it, up until Tim Dillon said that, I was like, I don't. I never realized that before. Yeah, like the whole talk show format. This mm-hmm. is a talk show format these days. Right. Where you really, oh, we're not. You're not going to come like, oh, Eric. I was just uh, noticing that. You know, I saw you at. We were both were in Vail. Oh yeah. And, like, <laughs> so and it's fun. just like let's brag about our great celebrity lives, so right. mid, m- people in the Midwest can be jealous of you. Like it's the weirdest. Yeah. thing and I don't think people are aware of how how much that's dying yeah. around them and I think the comedians like you were saying are just it's just an excuse to try and feed, make themselves feel better about not having a big audience and it's also a way to stay 
in your comfort zone. Like I would, right. I would make the same excuses. Like, well, I don't want to be a YouTuber. Right. So okay, well, this this YouTuber is making a million dollars a year. So yeah. go ahead. You don't yeah. want to be a YouTuber. Go ahead. Cool. He'll keep his money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so once I once once I moved to LA and I was like, okay, it's now or nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's now or never. Um, that's when everything changed. I was like, this is just you. It's the only person that, that is going to make this happen is you. Yeah. And that's, I became the happiest I ever, I ever been. And my career has been stronger than ever. So that just gave me chills. Like it was great. Yeah. Well, because you, you say like, it's all on me. And like, there's two ways you can take that. Right. It's like, Oh shit. It's all on me. Fuck. Like I'm never gonna. Yeah. But then the, the mindset that's successful is the one that's like, Holy crap. I get to decide like, this yeah. is my, and like, and and again, like, I just get it. Like, some people don't want to be on the internet and creating content like that. That's not their jam. That's not what vibes with them. And that's totally cool. You can become, you know, club famous and underground famous and do all the traditional whatever to try yeah, totally. and build a, a fan base. But, like, it's never been easier to get fans because of the internet. So if Absolutely. you have any inkling at all to do it, it's worth trying. <laughs> and it's, like, the coolest way to have... um some sort of audience. Like, you don't have to be this <coughs> mainstream Mickey Mouse weird thing where, like, you, you get on the Disney Channel and you have to, like I said, you have to do what they want you to do. You can, you, you don't even, you don't have to be, how many people have a million followers that you've never heard of? Yeah, so many. Where it's just, like, me, my fans, and that's it. You can still yeah. go to Target. You're not bombarded by people. You're right. not it's too famous. Yeah. But you can make a great living doing what you love. Yeah. I mean, we are living in a modern day gold rush. I don't understand when people, only people who are against it are people who are threatened by it and, or, or who are just stuck, maybe older yeah, or younger and struggling. And I, yeah. It. And I mean, I totally also get the excuse of, I just don't like working with technology. Like, and, and I, I mean, yes, but like get adapt it. or die. There's nothing. Yeah. There's, there's the, the alternative right. is nothing. Yeah. So I that's mean, it. There's, you have no other choices. Right. <laughs> that's very true. But I also understand it where it's just like, I just really don't mesh with the screen thing. And like, again, adapt or get die. over it. Get so. over it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. How are you going to want to be a comedian or something if you don't want to be in front of. That's true. Because an open mic is the most uncomfortable you can be as a human being. Yeah. I don't think people understand that. <laughs> Trust me, it's way worse than talking to a camera. Uh, you know, by it, yourself. By yourself than yeah. being on stage and no one's laughing and they're just like, <laughs> you hear one person say that. Or if it's worse, like in LA when it's other comedians trying to not laugh at you because oh, they don't my, want oh, to yeah. give that's, you that's the what benefit. They all, I don't understand who the open mics are for, by the way. Yeah. I don't even know what they're... I think stand-up comedy is a great thing that I feel like I've figured out the problems with, and I'm not, I mean, I'm nobody, but like everyone thinks that they have to do the, the route that you did in the seventies. Yeah. And the thing that you're, you're, the people you're talking about are those people. Yeah. Like, well, this is how Seinfeld did it. This is how Carlin did it. George Carlin's been dead for 20 years <laughs> and he was a hundred when he died. They had four channels on TV. <laughs> yes. Jerry Seinfeld, there was literally three channels to have a sitcom on. So it's yeah. like, no one in stand-up has adjusted their their uh, strategy in any way. Mm. They're all still doing that. Like it's the it's like it's not the '80s anymore. Yeah. So I've I've always been intrigued by the open mic concept because I don't know who that's for. You can only do it for so long. Yeah. You can only do it for so long because after a while, like I I. 
I forgot which bit I was doing, but when I was first, I do this bit that's in my act now. It's been so strong for this long and it, it worked. <laughs> yeah. I did it on like one of my first open mics. Yeah. And I did it in this place in Manhattan. It was, it was like seven other comedians and they were so like hippie, dippy art comedians yeah. that they were blind to like what was in the mainstream. Mm. So I, I would give the most obvious reference like like a kardashian joke it wasn't right. a kardashian but like it, it, something it, similar something similar and like i was like hey you guys know who the kardashians are and they were like no oh my god and i'm like how is this gonna make me i don't even how am i supposed to know if this if this if this joke works if i'm doing it for people who are only hanging out at under avant-garde starbuck places <laughs> like you're not a real person comedy clubs have real people yeah. so after I, I remember going back to Staten Island with my girlfriend like I don't know who I don't know what that was for yeah I, I guess it was to make me stronger uh, obviously I know it was to make me stronger like in not getting laughs but I'm thinking like I can't do these forever because you're not getting real people yeah you're getting other comedians who are too nervous to, to, to listen to you right so I don't get who this is for in, in the long run. Like, it, it, yes, it's good. If, if you've never done stand-up comedy before, you got to do open mics. But yeah. like after a while, when I moved to LA and I've been doing stand-up for a while and I, I did my own shows, I was like, I don't, what am I, am I going to go do five minutes for six people? Right. How is that going to help me? Yeah. Or I could do stand-up on Instagram. Yeah. Where I have, where I have however many followers and that's, what I started doing. And that's what's useful though. Like you found what works for you. Like, yeah. and I mean, because I think you'd been making so many comedic videos, you probably already had a better sense of comedic timing than a lot of people. Oh my God. I watch my old ones and they're <laughs> garbage. So it's crazy. But you like, you, you came from a better starting place. Like, um, you know, like when I, my first couple open mics, people were like, how are you not scared to get on stage? And I was like, oh, I've been acting since I was 12 or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, so like if you come in, you know, I mean, my jokes were shit. I was terrible. <laughs> but like, I at least wasn't scared to get on stage and be like pleasant and engaging and stuff. And yeah. and like, that's a skill that you need to learn. And if you are just starting with stand-up, you don't know how to do that. True. And, and so it's similar for you probably where like you already had some sense of comedic timing. So yep. when you would go to these open mics, you were kind of already ahead in that sense. Um, and that's just totally guessing, but that, that's what I would assume. Maybe, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to give myself but, credit. I have no idea, but, uh, but it, th that would to me seem like why maybe it seemed like, well, what am I even fucking doing here? I already know what works for me because people online are responding to this. And then these fucking hipsters in Brooklyn don't know how to laugh at anything. Basically, you know? yeah. Kind of. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I, I think most hardcore comedians would be like, well, then you got to work to get that audience. I right. totally get that. But I moved to L.A. when I was 28. I didn't have 10 years to hand out flyers outside yeah. of the comedy store. I had yeah. to make it happen immediately. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to be the door guy here for 20 years. That's not going to happen. I'm right. just I'm not doing that. You can say this kid's a douche or whatever. But I was like, it's this or be homeless. So I have to make this work somehow. Yeah. And within a year, I was selling out shows. So that's amazing. I, I, I had to make it work for me. Um, and I think that's how I got good was yeah. being forced to... Go to go to places I've never been and do stand up, yeah. you know, for an hour. And, so like, and I like the the thing that you said about like talking talking to real people, not like the the other comedians who have just as weird and extreme personalities and lives as you. It's like exactly the people that are buying your tickets are normal. They have normal jobs. Yep. You know, they are from normal cities. Like exactly. all that shit and like. And I was saying this to someone the other day, like, 
I actually love it. My dad will send me joke ideas <laughs> and I love it because to me, I'll like totally overthink things and like, like go too far almost mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm writing jokes. And then you, like, you try to write, think what are these comedians going to like? Exactly. Yeah. And, and then like when my dad says something or someone in my family or like a friend that's not in the comedy world at all, they're like, hey, this is so funny. And they'll like talk about it and everyone else in the room thinks it's funny. And I'm just like, that's not funny. But like, mm -hmm. I, it, they it, write comedy for comedians, which is so strange. Right. But it, it lowers, I don't want to say it lowers your expectations, but it like gets you out of your own ass, I guess, to where like you're you're so you're so used to seeing jokes and you're so used to thinking about jokes all the yeah. time. And then you talk to someone who's not constantly bombarded with it and that yep. you find out actually how easy it is to laugh from most people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's a good frame of reference reset, you know? And I think that's also why uh I've had a good time just doing what I do, because I don't hang out. I don't really I was not on any scene. People ask me mm -hmm. like, oh, well, who'd you, who'd you know in New York? I'm like, no one. Who'd, who'd, you, who'd you get up <laughs> with in LA? I'm like, no one. I'm very much a loner. I do my own thing. Uh, I figured out what works for me. I don't get any advice from anyone else. I mean, maybe I should. I'm not saying like uh, being closed-minded isn't, isn't good, but right. I don't have the blah, 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 like the yapping of people being like, well, I got this. Well, I got that. Well, what, what about this? But I don't give a shit what anybody else is doing. Yeah. Um, I'm very like when I go back to when I go back to New York and I'm on Staten Island and I hear someone or uh, some some woman say something and like Target I'll go to my girlfriend I'm like did you just hear what this woman just said <laughs> and I can make ten minutes out of that so like it's very much real people for me and I like like you said yeah there's regular people that uh, I'm not trying to make this strange person from you know Des Moines who moved here to make it in comedy I don't right. give a shit if he likes me or not right. I'm sure comedians talk shit about me I'm sure yeah. I get a lot of shit from my man bun people call me a pretty boy I get everything and uh, I'm sure they hate my guts but I don't give a shit because uh, it, it's working for what I'm trying to make it work like for like what you just said you're getting to make money doing what you love why does it fucking matter exactly like that's and I think a lot of comedians also stress about being popular with other comedians yeah which I think is also something from the 80s Mm. Which you don't need anymore. You used to maybe need that because I'm not saying walk in the green room and be a dickhead, but right. uh, but like you know you don't need to, to. It's I don't I don't see this like if you watch the Comedy Store documentary on Showtime, it's fantastic. And I'm watching like yeah, this is great, but all these stories are 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, they're 40 years old. Yeah. So yes, it could be this boys' club and everything, but you could also like I'm a huge fan of Sebastian Maniscalco, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I've been. I've been loving this guy for like 12 years and he broke gigantically because of Facebook. Yeah. It's literally because of Facebook. I remember seeing people, I was like, wow, look at all these people sharing Sebastian Maniscalco's doorbell bit. This is so weird. Yeah. It's because of the internet. Internet. So like he struggled so much and was on the comedy store every night, every night. And no one, no one gave him the credit he deserves. Internet. He make he makes thirty million dollars a year when he when he tours. That's insane. So it's like you don't need to be what everybody thinks you should be or, yeah. or whatever. You just gotta make it work for yourself. Yeah, you gotta find the route that works for you. Absolutely. And I mean, how I wanted to ask you about like, first of all, Staten Island. Never been there. But oh, I, I just feel like when you mentioned like, you know, hearing some lady in Target when you're back on Staten Island, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, I just feel like a disproportionate number of comedians and like hilarious stories come from that area. <laughs> Um, I love it. Yeah. I'm born and raised there. I'm not one of these Staten Islanders who, who, who hates it. And like, oh, I'll never go back there. I hate that place. I love it very much. It's just, you know, being an artist is not very encouraged there. Mm. Where it, New York City is the only city in the world where, I don't know about the only city in the world, but like, 
a city job, which I'm sure Texas has their version of whatever, like, everybody should be, right? right? And in New York, it's, like, cop, fireman, sanitation worker. And it's not like these guys make a little money. They make a lot mm. of money. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could be a fireman in, in New York City and make $200,000 a year wow. with overtime. Like, it's insane. Yeah. So you're really pushed to get a secure job. And, like, mm-hmm. everybody, there's a, keep up with the Joneses is really bad there. Yeah. And so... It's just, it, it's an, it's a literal island. Yeah. So if you Google like island mentality, it's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. So it's not really so much made up. It's an, it's an actual thing where if you, if everyone's stuck in one place, the environment just swallows you. Yeah. And so I think it was important for me to get out of there just because I was not going to be a cop or a fireman. No, dude, right. I love, my dad was a cop. I have so many friends that are, but it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like one of the things I think a lot of people may like, Especially here in, in Austin, the, uh, the comedians here, I think, like uh, Brandon, who's one of the promoters out here, he, uh, th- to them, I'm, I probably sound like Joe Pesci. <laughs> but, I mean, you have a little bit of an accent. But when I go home, I sound <laughs> like Charles Dickens. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So my mother was also always up our ass with um, proper grammar. Mm. She'd constantly be like, it's, it's, it's Joseph and I, Eric. Right? When she cut herself, she'd be like, I have a laceration. I'm like, you're such a nerd. Oh, my God. So when I'd go to, like, my friend Matt's house, his mom would be like, oh, you want no more? What do you, you don't want no more? Throw in the garbage. And I'd be like, why really is it? Like, like, Matt, your mom doesn't know how to speak English. And uh, so, like, that's where I get a lot of my, my material from. It's, like, being kind of different there. I right. always felt different there. Yeah. Because my family wasn't exactly like every other family there. And, like, we weren't these... We, were, we weren't like the soprano Italians. We were just right. normal people, which I yeah. kind of felt like. Yeah. And then um, it, it was just like this circus when I went, when I started dating girls, especially. It was like the Jersey Shores of, I mean, I think, I think half of them are from, St- like they, most of them are from Staten Island. Oh, wow. So okay, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're like, that's like the place to find like the real Mona Lisa Vito. Right. And like every stereotype <laughs> of like a movie is like, Queens has now been, taken over by just millions of people and Brooklyn is very, you know, diverse. Pretty, and, yeah. which is Which is great. But Staten Island is like the last of the Mohegans of like, where like the, oh, walk it all here. Like, they're <laughs> just like, that's where they, that's where they're bred. Yeah. It's like the last place that no one goes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it though, but. Yeah. Yeah. But what was it like for you to sell out the theater there? The St. George Theater? Oh my God, it was incredible. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I'm so sad that, Corona ruined it, and probably once a week I get an I get an email, my, or my manager will get an email, and I'll get a DM from some woman screaming at me that I bought tickets, and I don't know what's going on, and I feel so bad because they they have a right to be angry, but it's right. it's happening this fall mm-hmm. finally. But yeah, two thousand seats, and it's I think it sold out in like I want to say a day or two. Like it was oh, it was insane. Yeah, that probably was like a the cool greatest. a cool like homecoming for you almost to like. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to do it. And, yeah, I can't yeah, wait yeah. to do it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to do that. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, so, really what was it supposed to happen in like 2020, and then you had to just push yeah, it? It was supposed to happen May 2020. <laughs> then I got pushed to September, and then I got pushed to another year. Like, yeah, it was a shit show, but. Um, Really, really excited for that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Is that where you're shooting, uh, like recording your tape? I know you said you're kind of um, going to film a set somewhere. I, I want to, but because we don't know what's going on with it, and um, there's another place I think might be better, just because it's like this really cool small place that I love doing in New York, and I think St. George would be like really cool to like do like a second 
mm. special. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. You know, uh, the, the homecoming of like really like, because I, I don't want to like, I haven't made it yet. Right. I'm not there yet. I yeah. think I think St. George would be the coolest. It's a, it's a big theater in Staten Island. I think that'd be the coolest thing to do like once it's definitely going to be on a Netflix or something like right. that. That's uh, That was my vision for that. Yeah. That cool. makes sense. Yeah. I thought it'd be cool that way. Yeah. That'll still be fun to just play the theater though. Oh, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. Have you ever performed in a, front of an audience that big? To, uh, I did 1500 in Jersey. Nice. Which is, which is amazing too. Did yeah. that feel like super different for you going from club to theater? Not really. Not really. No. I mean, I'm, you hear a lot about also, how are you with like when you get off stage after killing? Do you like do you do you have to like drink or do coke? Oh or something no, like? I'm just super happy. Yeah, I don't have to like go do substances or anything. I hear I hear from so many comedians and like I guess this is from like Joe Rogan's podcast or like <laughs> documentaries I've watched. But like you hear about this like oh man that high and you get off stage you got to like keep it going. Yeah, I'm like high, but I, that's why I don't go do drugs afterwards because I'm already high from that. <laughs> I just do my job and I, I I turn it off in a second. Really? And I, I'm just like, let's just go get food and hang out. No one talk to me about this. I don't care. Wow. Like I don't want I don't want anybody to make my head big. I don't want yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I want to be like, did I do well? My girlfriend would be the first, like, oh you missed that part. And I'm like, oh thanks, bitch. And then that's it. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I just um yeah, I'm I'm always I guess this just becomes from I don't know, being Italian and being a Mets fan and a Knicks fan, I don't think, think good things are ever going to last. Something <laughs> like if I enjoy this too much and if I feel like, wow, this is great, it's going to, I'm going to, a boulder's going to drop on I'm me. I'm going to fuck it up. Or somebody's going to find something in my past and my, my life's going to end or <laughs> I, I don't know. So I just try to just live in the moment. I do, yeah. I do, I do enjoy it, but I, if I think of the magnitude, I'll be effed. Yeah. So I'm just like, just get, it's the same thing. Just do your act and get out of there. The first couple of times I did, I think I was, I was probably really nervous. But Yeah. I uh, mean, that's fair. Like, I I get the same way that, like, if I've performed, especially, so, like, the, the tour that I did with Jen Fulweiler, she was doing a lot of theaters. And yeah. the biggest one we did was a uh, thousand people in Chicago. And I got off from that. And it's the same, like... I only have so much extroversion. And and oh, so yeah. I can relate to you just being like, don't talk to me. I want to go get food. Let's just hang. Like, don't be weird. <laughs> <laughs> don't be weird. No press, please. Just yeah. come. Like, and it's, and uh, yeah, so I can definitely relate to that where it's just like, all right, I put all of it out there on the stage and now I just want a burger. <laughs> Let's yeah. just go hang. I also like, I, I don't know if it's my own insecurities, but I, people think Look at him. He he loves attention. He right. needs attention. Yeah. So when I get off stage after doing something like that, I, the last thing on earth I want is to make people feel like I need more attention. Yeah. So I'm always like trying to get it off me as quick as possible. <laughs> like I don't. It doesn't have to be about me anymore. It was just about me for an hour. Right. Let's talk about you. What's going on with you? I don't yeah. want to talk about me anymore. Um. I was the baby in my family. Everything I did was like, wow. Look yeah. at Eric. I'm 31. My mom will still say, Eric, look, cows. Oh my god. If we're driving past cows. And I have nieces and nephews now. I'm like, I don't know what this woman's talking about. Uh, so I just grew, you know, and I was very, you know, I, I, I wasn't, I keep saying, you know, a lot. People say, you know, and I, I want to punch them in that's, the throat. That's so kind I keep doing of a, it. That's kind of a Northeast thing. I My, think it's like a nervous tick. I watched The Undertaker do an interview recently. Oh, I was like, dude, you got to get it together, bro. Bro. Anyway, um, I, another th theme with comedians is like, they're more of the nerdy people yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're at the table poking fun at the quarterback right i was hanging out with the quarterback yeah i was friends my high school was very inclusive the only thing like geeky i did was i was danny zuko in greece <laughs> but 
Which in an and all, you were still Danny, which, which was the cool guy <laughs> in the play. <laughs> which in an all-boys high school didn't do well with the gay rumors. Oh, my God. Uh, so that uh, didn't really do me too well. But <laughs> I was never somebody who was, like, in dire need of attention. Yeah. My family always made me feel confident. I had great friends in my life. We were all very close. And, like, I never felt... Like uh, I feel bad for I feel bad for those comedians who you know, want to impress their dad or mm. whoever. I never needed that. Yeah. So when I do something crazy like that, I'm just I feel like this is insane. But I I'm always so afraid that I'm gonna like ruin it somehow <laughs> by by enjoying it too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, and I appreciate you saying that because it does seem like there's a theme in comedians where it's like something happened to make me depressed, or something happened to where my yeah. childhood wasn't good, or something like mm. I was the dork or whatever, and like. Yeah. I had a great childhood. I and, did too. <laughs> and I'm just like, I love my parents. Like, yeah, me too. I, I had friends. And it, it's like, it doesn't, like, yeah, comedy can definitely come from pain or bad things. But it's yeah. like, I also just think there's merit in being a happy person. And like, why, like, why wouldn't a happy person also be a good comedian? Because like, then you can just share the happiness. Yeah. You know? I, I think what's funny, yeah, I, I, make, I make it seem to be like my life was so much worse, obviously. But I, I think if it was really bad, I yeah. wouldn't be able to talk about it so freely. Right. Maybe. I don't know if that makes sense. But like, yeah. if I was really traumatized by my dad, I don't know if I could do these jokes in front of him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would I would have yeah. to, like, it'd be like this secret. I mm-hmm. say whatever I want to my parents because I'm very close to them. Yeah. And I think if you have trauma is when you maybe can't talk about it with them because it'd be like this weird yeah. distance, which I feel bad for people who have that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, that's something I don't share with uh, with with the, the comedy community. Right. I, I guess. And I, I think sometimes it can work against you because people, they want to see someone who's broken. Right. Or they want to see someone who's an outcast. That's literally a conversation I had with my friend Jay Whitecotton, who's a comedian here in town. Killer. Like, he's like a local legend guy. Nice. But I, we, he, I literally said something about, like, yeah, I just never, like, when I started comedy, I just always felt like I could hang with these people and it was cool. But I wasn't, like, invited to just hang outside of shows. You know, it was like, we're hanging because it's after a show. Yeah. And he was like, do you want to know why? And I was like, because I'm happy. <laughs> he goes, yeah. And you're a girl. Like, which is, It's hard for girls, too. Let's not lie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, it's, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, they want to go do blow and, like, get yeah. in trouble or something sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I miss out on some great hangs sometimes because yeah. I'm just like they're like alright so where are we going to drink and I'm like I'm tired <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go home but I'm a boring loser so uh, I, I don't know um, well speaking of your family like it sounds like you got started doing videos fairly young yeah were they like supportive of that or did they think oh, it yeah. was just a hobby or was it like no you should really like make this a thing like I have I have a great family yeah uh, I, I'm extremely extremely lucky I uh very close to my siblings and I started making video I, I begged my parents for a video camera when I was like seven. Oh wow I finally got one when I was 11 took them <laughs> took them a while but my dad had a good year he was doing a lot of overtime <laughs> and I finally got a video camera for Christmas and I just my, I, I was the, the weird kid with the video camera yeah I brought it to school oh, I, 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 I was just walking around the neighborhood I have videos of me and my friends just watching TV I just have like <laughs> so much shit from when I was like 11 12 13. And that's when when YouTube came out, I was already ahead of the game. Like, I was already into this stuff. I already yeah. had ideas. I already had, like, uh, a, a good eye for editing, I think, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then um, I did a video. I guess I should have I should have mentioned this. But I did a video on YouTube in 2009 where – you remember that show, My Super Sweet 16 yeah, yeah, on MTV? Yeah. I like... think that show was based on Staten Island Girls. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
That so, fucking insane six, sweet 16 birthday party show. That's like, not... That's not uncommon where I grew up. Really? Like, like though, rent out the club and have a limo bring you and your friends to the thing? And, yes. Wow. That's for every girl. Holy shit. So it's like a, it's like as common as like if you're Jewish and you have a bar mitzvah. Like wow. it's just It's just factual. You will do this when you're 16. Yeah. And every girl has to top the next girl. So when I was <laughs> the six, competition. <laughs> yeah. When I was 16, I went to a million of them. And they did, there was this, I don't want to go too deep because no one's going to give a shit, but just a little <laughs> context. There was this guy on Staten Island. His name is Joey G. Shout okay. out to Joey G. Joey G. <laughs> if you did like a, a communion or yeah. if you, if you uh, had a dance recital or something, you would hire this guy to film it for you. And okay. he'd, he'd, give your, he'd give your family a VHS tape. Yeah. So he had on, we had Staten Island community, uh, like our community television channel, like with the local, he would play the Joey G show. And the Joey G show was just people's events. Yeah. So he'd, he'd give like a little intro like, hey, I'm Joey G. Welcome to the show. And then he would show. <laughs> Here's the bar mitzvah I filmed last weekend. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. So I would be home as like a 16-year-old kid. And I'd be flipping through the channels. And I would see myself dancing. <laughs> so I'd hit my friend up on my next tell back in the day. And I'd be like, like yo, you got to put on channel 34. Right? We're on Joey G We're right now. We're on TV. <laughs> so... I would do this like bit at parties and like f- and at, at my friend's house or whatever where I would like pretend to be a girl from Staten Island doing her candles. And my first candle goes to my mother, mom, I love you. Oh my god! And then I made this a YouTube video. Yeah. And it exploded <laughs> on Staten Island where I'm from. It exploded. I'm it felt, sure. It felt like it had a billion views. Right. Everyone I knew had was seen talking it. to about it. I, it was it was crazy. So from that, as stupid as it sounds, that literally. I still to this day, I'm 31 years old. That was 2009 was 12 years ago. Yeah. I still do that character from that video and yeah. my fans still go crazy. That's so like, funny. It was cr- I never knew that I'd be doing this 12 years later. <laughs> You're like, I would have thought this through a little more. <laughs> yeah, I would have done it better. But like, you know, it was very much, that was, that was a huge piece, piece of the puzzle that, yeah. like, that, that made me, because like, so YouTube for me was, was kind of like uh that's what made me have a following. Yeah. Is that kind of what got you? Because you do a lot of character work even in your stand-up. Is that kind of what got you started on creating some of those different characters and bits and stuff too? That's just or? something I've always done. Yeah. People ask me that. Like, where do you, I'm just like, who? what kid didn't mess around like this? That's true. I worshipped Jim Carrey. Yeah. I worshipped uh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And I just wanted to be like them. So yeah. I would, my friends and I, I have tapes, like I said, of like me pretending to be Jay Leno interviewing my friend. <laughs> and then I'm and then I'm the guest. And then we're hosting... <laughs> SNL and they were doing infomercials. It was just always, I love, all of that was the shit when I was a kid. Yeah. I wanted to be one of those kids who just did characters and Keenan, uh, Keenan and Kelly oh loved. Oh my God. Yeah. These kids were just, they, they were just brilliant for their age. Totally. And I just wanted to always be like them. So I just, it's never not been a thing. Yeah. I, it was just as constant as the sun. It was yeah. just always a part of me, I guess. I just, the first time I saw your stand up set at Vulcan and you closed with your Drake joke, I lost my shit. Like, <laughs> for those watching, like, he's got this hilarious, like, he's written a rap song as if he were Drake and he gets the DJ at the theater to play it and it is so funny. Like, <laughs> I you. lost my shit. Thank so, you so much. You, you get the you hit the voice and the cadence of how he raps. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. So I need to, I want to see some more of your impressions, impersonations, and stuff, which are mostly on your Instagram. So I need to yeah, just, creep just do on a you. Dig. Yeah. They're there somewhere, I guess. They're if in you there. Care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Drake is on point. So. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fun. It's fun. Yeah. I did that in Toronto. I did a show in Toronto. Oh, shit. And that was did that great. just. 
It was it was insane. Oh yeah, it was incredible. Dude, fucking, I'm a, I'm so annoying. Like the way I get myself pumped up for shit is I listen to rap songs that I know all the words to, so I can like <laughs> rap along with them. So I'm literally like rapping along over here, and like the latest one is "What's Next" by Drake, and one of the lyrics yeah, is literally yeah, yeah. like, "I put a skirt on the whip and a crown on the six. and I'm like, "Yeah," you know, he always shouts out Toronto. Oh man, you're white. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, is it, isn't that one of your jokes, too, where you're talking about, like, is Italian actually white? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm, like, real white, though. Yeah. Literally, like, my 23andMe was like, yeah, you're all the whites except Italian. <laughs> like, you don't even get to have the brown Europeans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was, like, it highlighted yeah. all the rest of Europe and yeah. kept out, like, Spain and Italy. <laughs> you look like you've gone skiing a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. For tell. sure, I for sure. <laughs> um, well, so your videos also, like, actually, like, when you were talking earlier about like uh, wanting, con- see my my uh, you know with like we're working on it. Yeah, but- like is easy though. People don't even notice that one. Right, <laughs> I catch it and I'm annoyed when I'm rewatching these. I just go shit. Yeah, um, and um too. But mm-hmm. you were saying you wanted to kind of use comedy to get into acting and and open up different opportunities. But you actually got on a movie because of some of your YouTube videos, right? Yes. Yeah, that's true. What was mm-hmm. that like? Did they just hit you up? Like did- uh, it, it was the weirdest thing ever. Um. Very cool. Uh, the uh, nerve. It was a very small part. They. I had a bigger role, and it all got cut out. <laughs> it all got because I'm going there. I'm, I'm at the premiere with my yeah. girlfriend. I'm like, this is so exciting. And then they cut. I'm like, oh my god, they cut everything. All of. <laughs> so that was that was depressing. But uh, yeah, it was it was <laughs> it was the coolest thing ever. Um, I, I I was with an agency at the time, and he called me, and he said, uh, you know, uh, we, you're gonna go to this place on this date. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> someone sent you someone sent your videos to this these directors the movie was supposed to the character in Nerve Emma Roberts she's supposed to be a, a teen from Staten Island okay so they loved that I was from Staten Island and they were like we gotta put this kid in the movie so I just right. you know it was the coolest thing ever it was the coolest thing ever I just studied them because I've always wanted to make movies and mm-hmm. I was just it was just you could learn more being on a set than you could ever from going to film school yeah. or any of that stuff so it was just real life experience i just i just shadowed them and it was incredible it was the coolest thing ever i still get decent checks from that little role oh, it's insane that's amazing sometimes it'll be three cents yeah but sometimes they're a couple hundred dollars i'm like yeah. i didn't even know it was coming it's just yeah. like it's, it's insane so yeah that was that was that's so awesome cool. and they let you just hang out on the set too and kind of watch Absolutely. how it works and it, it's a fucking machine yeah and they were so cool to me like i got a, i got a cast gift i got like a we all got the same like sweatshirt i got to go to the premiere they invited me to the cast party. Oh. Everything that they could possibly have done, like as if I was one of the main. Like I, I came in, and there was only like three more weeks of shooting, and right. I was, I didn't audition for it. I just walked in and started hanging. It was just so, so, so generous and kind to me. So, um, shout out to Henry and Rel. You guys are my heroes. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Did you get to work with like the leads at all, or was your? Oh my part god! Kinda, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every every day I was hanging out with them. Yeah. That's awesome. Were, uh, cool. I'm so very cool with a lot of with with. Uh, with t- two of them specifically, mm-hmm. but, I mean, we all follow each other on Instagram. We're all very supportive of each other, and it's really cool. Like, yeah. I can see how casts get really, really close because I was, I sneezed. I, my my time there was literally like a minute, right. and I, they were still so uh, cool to me. So I can't even imagine being like an, an ensemble for twenty years or ten right. years, or whatever. It's probably crazy. Yeah, I used to do this thing called Shitface Shakespeare here in town, and they have it. Oh my it, god, that sounds great, dude. It started in London. Literally, I have not told this story. On is this. it like I've, drunk history? You get drunk and do Shakespeare? If they, we basically advertise it like if you like drunk history, you're going to like this Incredible. show. Incredible. So when they first started it, I think maybe like eight or ten years ago now, it was in London. 
And there was just a troop of dudes or troop of people, actors, and they were like, we're going to go do the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which, like, if you don't, like, for people who don't know about the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, it is... It is the biggest theater festival in the world, and it is fucking insane. A it's theater like, festival. It's a theater festival, but it's also comedy. So it's a huge comedy festival, and just like performance in general. Like I went to it in two thousand nine when I was still in high school, and it was like, it, like even just like the Guinness World Record. Like I saw the most pierced man in the world, but it's just like it pukes over the whole city. It's like more aggressive than South by Southwest here in Austin, and mm-hmm. it's just like rent doubles for the month, and it's just like. Shows are everywhere. Just French as shit. Exactly. It's so <laughs> insane. And so um, the year that they wanted to try out Shitface Shakespeare, they were like, well, fuck it. That's like the most experimental festival you can go to. Let's do it. And so they cut, um, They for anything, they still do this. They cut whatever play they're doing to an hour so that they don't have to keep you drunk for three hours to do it. Yeah. Um, and they'll keep the cast to like five or six actors. And only <laughs> one of them is the drunk. And then oh the rest God, of you have great. to manage a drunk person trying to do the play with you. Oh, that's great. But when they first did it, they didn't have any protocols in place for how to get drunk. So they basically <laughs> like were like, hey, uh, you're like, you know, Sarah, whoever it was, Sarah, you're the drunk tonight. Have fun. Go to the festival. And so they just told her to like go get drunk in Edinburgh, Scotland for the day before their play. And she came back and she passed out in the middle of the play and they were like doing it in this little tiny theater. And this is how ridiculous the Fringe Festival is. Word got out that they drank so much they killed someone on the play and they had to move them to a capacity, like a bigger capacity you theater can't the buy next press night. Like that. Yeah. I mean, they were like, they got one of the actors so drunk she died and they sold out the rest of the festival. Oh my God. That says a lot about humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was in the Austin branch of that. That's incredible. <laughs> And uh, it's very fun. But yeah, yeah it's, it's the same thing. You just, five or six actors and you just like, I don't even remember what the point of this story was, but <laughs> it's fucking fun. And yeah. like, you know, like you just like. Saying the ca- we're saying like a cast The cast, that's right. Yeah. Thank you. Like uh, with something like that, especially, like we did have protocols in place by the time I got there. It was like, you show up for four hours early. You have to track what they're drinking. You have to make them eat before the show, whatever. But you're legitimately drunk. To be like drunk. a fun drink, drunk, yeah. not like a scary. Exactly. It's yeah. not like take seven shots and go on stage and you don't yeah. know when it's going to hit. It's uh-huh. like you're happy drunk, you okay, know? Okay, that's freaking awesome. Right. It's so fun. But like, I mean, I did that for two years and it's the same people. And like, we all knew kind of all the parts because like, you know, if I was drunk. Ju- I played Juliet and Romeo and Juliet for like 18 months or something. And like... When I was drunk, I would do everything I could to not get with Romeo, and that's valid in the play. Like, as long as it makes sense in the time of the play, you're allowed to do it. And so I got married to, like, some women a few times. I killed everyone. Like, dumb shit. Did you have to do, like, the Dothy brethren Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit? yeah, yeah. You have oh, to improvise and uh, thou needs to improvise in Elizabethan Elizabeth English. And it's just, like, it's so, it was so fun, though. And um, it was just very funny because, uh, yeah, like, you're, not only are you a uh, like your regular theater troupe, but you're meeting every weekend and taking care of one of the people who is wasted. Oh my god! Yeah, that's way and like than the three weeks I was on <laughs> worst hangovers, Heights. worst hangovers ever too. Because you get like not only are you drunk, you get the adrenaline hit. So it's like yeah. this weird thing of like you know you're drunk before the play starts, and then it starts, and then suddenly you're like shit, I'm going on stage, and you feel sober. Yeah. Oh my for- god! I was about to say I'd probably would be. I would probably sober myself up you pretty quickly. You feel sober and then you get on stage and you like, 
realize how drunk you actually are again as soon as oh you're on God, stage and you try fantastic. to do it. That'd be fun, probably. It's so fun. <laughs> that's great. I hope I hope it's coming back soon with COVID because they're still based in London and Boston, which are like two of the most still locked down places. So oh, yeah. um, we have like our own troupe in Austin, but I'm, I'm hoping it comes I'm doing back. a show in Boston if you're in the area. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask about August. touring because you're... Yeah, let me tell you. I have a yeah. lot of freaking things. Sorry. Give me No, give it's me all good. Second. Well... Um, I'll stall for a second. I'm. I literally have to go to my website because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I noticed your first tour date coming up is in Tampa because mm-hmm. we're going to be You're there the be same there weekend. Too. Yeah. yeah. How cool is that? Maybe I'll leave a note in the. <laughs> leave a note in the green leave room. In the green room. Just be like, "Hey, Allison, you'll know it when you find it." <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I'm doing Tampa, Florida, June three, Boca Raton, and then I'm doing Marstown, New Jersey. I got Austin, Texas. Hell yeah. Here, June twenty fifth. Where is that? Doing, uh, in Austin. Doing at the Vulcan. Fuck yeah. Uh, Fairfield, Connecticut, Boston, Mass, August, Washington, D.C., Nashville, Tennessee, Tarrytown, New York, Atlantic City. And then we talked about we're doing Staten Island when I go back home. Staten the home, Island. The homecoming kid. There he comes with a slice of pizza. There he is. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope when you go home, you actually start talking more like that. Oh, I, I tell you that all the time. <laughs> and he'll tell you about the stupid things I do on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I just noticed like when I, because I mean, I'm from Texas. Yeah. And I don't have very much of an accent. Unless, no, I don't know you were from here. Yeah, I'm from here. Unless I get mad or drunk or I have mm. spent long enough with like people like I'll, I'll, I go hunting. Like I'm, I go hunting. I'm from Texas and I'll go out. Secret? To the, Why'd you say it like that? I go, um, I go, I go dude, I got <laughs> slammed on Facebook for posting a, a hunting picture last year. Do you hunt like uh, gazelles and, no, and like, I rare hunt, black I hunt, giraffes? No, I hunt the normal shit. Hogs and deer. <laughs> those guys are assholes. Giraffes. <laughs> some, some dentist killing like a rare bird. Like what are you doing guy? There's oh one left. God. He's like, I got to kill that fucking bird. <laughs> I pay for the permit. It's yeah. mine. I mean, come on. Yeah. I did a root canal for three hours. I got to kill some fucking, <laughs> I got to kill some rare sphinx today. <laughs> Asshole. But yeah, deer, come yeah. on. There's like, like a thousand There's of them. There's so many of Every them, inch, dude. Every mile, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I ran out of things to say. <laughs> but when I come back from the ranch, I'm like, oh yeah, I was just out there doing the hunting thing and it just fucking, wow. and I'm, oh shit, like I'll catch myself. Wait, so you can turn it on. That's good. I can turn it on. Okay. Yeah, I've I've had to play characters where I'm, you know, I'm from Texas, and I, I got the Central Texas accent, and you know how to oh, do it. Oh, that was great. You yeah. You say yeah. y'all. You say y'all anyway. I say y'all, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Can't, I can't pull off y'all. I told Rocky the other day I accidentally I said fixin' to. Like, just in my normal sentence, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fixing to go over here. And I was like, fuck. Oh, that's incredible. Rocky is my favorite person to talk Dude, to. Dude, he was trying to tell me he doesn't have an accent. And I was like, Rocky Dale Davis, <laughs> your name is an accent, bro. I fucking love that Your guy, name man. is an accent, Rocky. I love him. I ha- he does. He Did he do his New York accent for you? Please. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the worst thing you'll ever hear in your life. And he thinks it's good. It's just phenomenal. I'm going to make him do it. I'm going to try to get a video with him. I, I got to put it out somewhere. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. I, I wanted, I, it would be funny if you did a video, like you gave him like sentences to mm. say and you say them first and then he tries to copy the he accent. Copy, you compare it. He can't, he, he can't even say my name. <laughs> like everybody, um, you might say Eric. People say like Eric for some reason. I don't yeah. know why. Like California, they'd say Eric. Eric. Like oh. Eric. Like they make like like the air sound. Oh for some yeah, reason. Eric. Yeah. I say Eric. Eric. Like elevator. Right. Elephant. And yeah. Rocky just like oh Eric. Eric. And I'm like Jesus Christ, Rocky. <laughs> like why do you have to be walking Texas Ranger all of the time? Just give me, give me. <laughs> I don't know if Rocky Texas Ranger had an accent. I have no idea what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> he probably did. It was a Western. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, yeah, where no. the hell is uh, 
Where's Chuck Norris from? I'm too young know. for that. I don't know where he's from, actually. We should find that out. Doesn't he from kill you if you don't unknown. know? <laughs> How old are you? I'm 26. Oh, yeah. You're really young. I'm too okay. young, yeah. You were too, you don't, you don't remember, do you remember the Chuck Norris, like... I knew that was a running joke for a oh while. Oh, my God. That was when I was in yeah. high school. That was when I was in middle school. So, yeah, that was <laughs> oh exactly, God yeah. damn, I feel like... You're 31. Calm like down. Like You've like already said now. it. I know. <laughs> five years is a nice gap. It's a nice it's gap. It's a decent gap. I mean, you know. But it's enough. Well, because my boyfriend's 31 as well. And it's like enough mm. to where like we get most of the same things. But sometimes I'll make a reference and he's oh just like, what God. does that mean? And I'm like. Grr. You know what's so funny? Like I said, I'm the youngest of four children. Yeah. My girlfriend is the oldest of four children. Oh, God. So. She's only two years younger than me, but yeah. she might as well be 10 years. She knows all the shit they're into. She knows, like, stuff that, like, you know, she started, because she was being babied in, like, yeah. 94. I was listening to, you know, Snoop Dogg's album in 93. <laughs> My bro, I was, I was watching Family Ties. Right. And she was watching Barney. So, like, I'll oh. make references about Stefan from Family right. Matters. And she's like, I don't know who that is. And I'm oh. like, Jesus Christ. I know who that is. Yeah. That's because I was like, I'm going to be sneaky and watch Nick at Night. <laughs> Full House and Family Matters, baby. Oh, my God. Sneaky watching. How white are you? If, if, <laughs> if Family Matters is bad, because it's an all-black cast? <laughs> no, damn it. it's because it was Nick at Night. And I was like, I'm 10. This is too old for me. <laughs> oh, Lara. Yeah, a, I was a sensitive kid. What a dark kid. show. That was the dark, like, dark. Uh, oh, no, I, I didn't like mean it like that. I meant it like. I was about to be like, those were the darkest shows I could watch, <laughs> which is worse. I was thinking of like like Full House had an episode of like drunk driving one time. Oh. Like that that dark, all right? Right. Don't, yeah. yeah someone's yeah. gonna cancel my Hulu subscription now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> cancel your <laughs> That's all I have to cancel. Oh man. I was just gonna say I was such a sensitive and like scared of everything kid that like that was the scariest it could get for me to watch. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, they're talking about sex. Mm. Oh yeah, like family, family matters would touch upon They would touch some, on stuff. They would have some uh some some really great episodes that were like, you know, uh they were like tough for some kids to probably watch yeah. like they were kind of they were, yeah it was man I love that show which I appreciate it though because you watch sitcoms now and there's like almost not any of that that's like why, that's why no that's real... why everything is just falling by the wayside I mean I forgot yeah. who I was watching I saw something recently that a comedian was like man there's just there's gonna be just no more good movies or TV shows because it. How can you laugh? That was a Rogan episode. I'm was pretty it, oh, sure. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. He was like, in the last five years, has there been a good com yep. like has has there been another Super Bad or another yep. Step exactly, That's exactly the clip I was watching. Yeah. they were talking about Super Bad, and it was just like you can't make that now. Yeah, which is just pathetic. Because which is it's pretend. It's pretend, <laughs> and like you watch those movies, like. Uh, tr talking about trash comedy that's still fucking hilarious. My family loves Super Troopers. Oh my god, I that movie's incredible. Love that movie, but even littering and like, littering and <laughs> littering and <laughs> Farva, <laughs> turn the, the gun. Greatest. Oh my god, <laughs> my friend has a dog named Farva because of that movie. Oh, but that's fantastic. Like you guys talking about shenanigans, right? You guys talking about shenanigans? <laughs> I love that freaking movie, man. So dumb, but yeah, it's like you. Even that one, I don't know if they would get away with today. Like, but like. There's so, so pathetic. Because there's, yeah, there's so many, and they're clearly ridiculous, but they hold up too. That's the oh, other yeah, thing is course. like, it's like the humor holds up today. It's just, would you be allowed to actually publish this? They said that about The Office. Have you heard? They're like, oh, could yeah. you make And I'm, I mean. There's like, I've, I've rewatched some episodes after hearing that. And it's like, maybe there's some like sexist humor, I Michael's guess. Michael's an idiot. Michael's he, dumb. The joke's never on anyone but Michael. Yeah. That's why it's funny. Like, even never if he laughing. says something sexist, it's yeah. funny still because it's, he's being an idiot. He's <laughs> You're laughing. Look how dumb this guy is. Yeah. Which I think is, that's why I get so angry when comedians get shit. Because the joke is how 
dumb this guy is being. Right. That's the joke. Yeah. Imagine if a guy really thought women only belonged in the kitchen. Right. That's the joke. Yeah. That's the joke of how dumb some off state, like Brian Hol- uh, Holtzman <laughs> is the sweetest man I've ever met in my life. He is the sweetest this man. This is going to be a Brian Holtzman fan podcast because everyone gushes about him. He's but the I sweetest agree. man ever. Yeah. And on stage, he's doing an act. It's pretend. This man is not this angry or violent. People too on my videos constantly, yo, you're so, why are you so angry? Like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> the joke is that I'm angry. Exactly. Imagine yeah. if this guy was this angry at the, at the drive-through line of Dunkin' right. Donuts. Wouldn't he be crazy? Oh, I think she's done, oh, folks. Oh, yeah, we're done. We're done. I'll turn it off. Now, are you going to take this out of your own arm? She's coming in. She saw it. Oh, my God. Shawnee's yes. been that, peeking. Wow, you are really good. She is. She's got a sixth sense. That's amazing. Yeah. Wait, has she been peeking? Because that's incredible. I, saw, she I saw her open the door a couple times just really softly to, to uh, peek. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she's got this. it. Here we go. Here we go. Right, Live now... on camera. Okay, cool. Can we see it? Is, is, she, in, is she in the shot? Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> my face is in the shot. Ladies I feel and gentlemen, like we are about to disconnect with the Rocky. Got so upset when I got stabbed on his because we did it like while we were filming. And <laughs> did he, he did, did he did he do the IV? Well, yeah, he did one and <laughs> he couldn't watch when she did it, so I made sure to watch when she got mine. And he was just like, oh, like he was getting grossed out that I <laughs> was watching. He just couldn't. <laughs> But yeah, pulling it out's the the easy part because we can. That's just... what she said. Um, <laughs> I can't believe this is part of your episode every well, every week. Yeah, like, is anybody fuck it. else? Uh, is this weird for anybody else? Honestly, oh, it's extremely weird. That but you're Brandon... just putting a bandage now on. Yep. You're giving blood in the middle of a. <laughs> yeah. Point. <laughs> I mean, literally, like when we were coming up with ideas for this podcast, Brandon with Big Laugh was like. Uh, he's like, I want you to make it your own. And I was like, you know what I like? I got a great idea. <laughs> We're going to get IVs on the podcast. <laughs> what, what, is, what, is, what is her name? Shawnee. Shawnee, thank you so much thank for your you, work. That was fantastic. I don't know if, don't know if we appreciated how yeah, flawless that was. MSW Vitamin Lounge here in Westlake Hills. Come. Uh, how often can you do that? Um, I wouldn't tell anyone to get one more than once a week. Like, Really? That seems like it a... It still seems like a lot. Um, can you like... Can your veins collapse like they do with uh, heroin? I've thought of that. I honestly don't know. <laughs> but I also donate blood like a ton. So every time I donate blood too, I'm like, is this also yeah, the same? Yeah, yeah. You're going to be doing it in your toes sooner yeah, or later. Right? <laughs> Dude, one of the nurses got me here for the first episode. She oh, literally God. put the IV in here. So I was like, honestly, as long as I'm vascular enough to get the wrists, I'm probably good. We'll just trade off. Trade off yeah. arms. I think I could probably... I don't know. I, I've 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 had some nurses get the twinkle in their eye when I've pulled up my arm. They've oh, been yeah. like, "This is gonna be easy." Yeah, I have got. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, vein me, daddy. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know where that went. Um, well, I want to ask you too. Like, uh, this is a super vague and open question. So if you say I don't know, it's fine. Cool. What are you excited about right now? Um. I'm excited to get back to to work, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, such a cheesy, like, uh, answer to say on a podcast. But, like, for real, I have a lot of amazing shows coming up. Um, I'm doing Atlantic City, which we just announced, and it sold a bunch of tickets already, which oh, I'm yeah. really excited about. Uh, and Atlantic City is always fun because my family comes, and, like, mm. you get to stay over and go out afterwards. So I'm really excited about that. I got some great shows. I've been trying to get back to Boston for a while, Florida. Great. I'm really, I'm performing in Nashville. I'm really excited about. Is that a Zanies or is it? Zanies, yeah. Dude, I hear such good things about I, that Me club. too. I, every person I've told has been like, you're going to have such a great time. I haven't gotten to go yet. I know Jen loves it up there. And I know Lucy because uh, Aaron Weber. 
Okay. He do you, do you know who that is? I don't know who anyone is. Okay, he, I was just going to say he's, no he's he's uh, Lucy's <laughs> the Booker at Zany's, who you probably nice. know. Okay, and then uh, she's I engaged don't. to Aaron. He's a comedian. But oh, cool! I met him because he uh, featured with Jen on part of her tour with me. So like, oh nice. But so it's like this weird connection thing. But like, Lucy is just the coolest person ever. Like every comedian I've ever talked to who's worked with her is like Lucy's the best. Like she's such a good manager and Booker. That's good and, to hear. Yeah, very good to hear. Yeah, so I think you're gonna have a lot of fun there. What about you? What are you excited about? Yeah, I'm excited to hit the road with Jen next week. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked. Fuck I, yeah. I haven't, I haven't done a lot of clubs. Like on her last tour, she she self booked all theaters, and it's kind. She kind of pulled a U, where it's like I'm just gonna sell to my fans. There you go. And you know, and so she and pulled a U. She pulled a U. <laughs> like I mean, you know, she thought she was insane, but I was like, dude, there's definitely other people who do this. Where it's like I have a fan base, I can figure out where oh to go. Oh my and god, get them to I am not a pioneer. Trust me, it, the, yeah. these YouTube kids have been doing this for a while. Exactly. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah, but she just thought she was insane, and I kept trying to tell her, like, no, dude, you have, like, a really, like, ravenous fan base. This yeah. is totally It's called normal. the Blue Man Group. Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell is a Blue Man Group fan? You never met one in your... If never. ever, like, yo, I'm going to see the Blue Man Group next week. But they do theaters. Yeah. Who the fuck is the Blue Man Group? What do they do? What do they do? What do they do? You know who they are. He knows who they are. But what We've do they do? We've never seen them. Yeah. So... What's honestly what they're the, the Teletubbies of what the, the real the fuck's going on with the blue? I gotta know right now. I'm gonna Google them. What's going on with the Blue Man Group? We all know who they are, but we don't know what the fuck they do, and we've never seen them. <laughs> We're gonna tag the Blue Man Group. Charlie's grabbing his microphone. Yeah, I saw a Tiny Desk concert that they did, and they just play like really weird beats. <laughs> That's literally. I literally when he was How like, do "What they do they do?" Fans? I was like, "Is there a guy that does this, and one of them does this, and one of them makes noises with his hand?" I tell you right now, when I was ten years old. And Eiffel 65 came out with I'm Blue, and I found out it wasn't those guys. I was like, this is the this is Dude. the worst. This is the biggest upset of all time. False advertising. I mean, there's a song called I'm Blue, and it wasn't you guys. Right. What the fuck are you doing? Missed a chance. <laughs> they don't know well, how that, to brand I gotta themselves. I got to find out. Maybe Siri remind me to Google the Blue Man Group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to go to Tampa. I haven't been to Florida since I was like... Sick. Like, I literally have only been to Florida to go to Disney World when I was a kid. You are so white. <laughs> Man. Imagine getting to go to Florida, go to Disney World, you fucking spoiled bitch. <laughs> you know what? Yes. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've, been to, I've been to Disney World. Yes. Yeah, I went. Like, you know Do you want to know why? You wanna, okay, this is actually, oh man, this isn't really funny, but it's just ironic. Yeah. I got to go to Disney World because 9-11 happened. What? That's literally the truth. Why? Because my family couldn't really afford it because they had four kids. Yeah. But after 9-11... They, Flights were cheap. They let... Um, no, we drove. Oh. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we weren't going that, we weren't going that much. Well, you I mean, were complaining about driving four easy. hours. Let's take it about. easy, sweetheart. We're not talking about flying. I mean, I said I went there. I didn't really <laughs> we didn't get any fucking souvenirs or anything. So the cops got to go for free. My dad was a cop. Oh, shit. And I think his family was like half off. And he yeah. was like... If if we can't go now, we're never gonna be able to go. So we actually went. Uh, so I actually shouldn't be bashing Disney World as much as I do, <laughs> but I just think it's too expensive for middle class oh, yeah. kids like me. No, I think it, I mean now, like now, I look at it and I'm like, I would never pay that much money to go. I went to Disneyland in yeah. Cal which sucked, by the way. It's basically Six Flags with an extra ride, <laughs> and it was five hundred dollars for my girlfriend and I. What? Yes. Like it's just a day pass? Yes. What the for fuck? For both for both parks, I think it was right. California Adventure. It was five hundred dollars. That's insane. Yeah. It was cool, but I'm like, I don't get doing this 
every weekend Dude, forever. Disney families terrify me. Oh yeah, like I people, got a whole I got a whole bit about Disney families. Then it's they deserve it because right now it's I'm strange. I'm hearing right now like Disney because someone just told me they tried to go to Disney a couple weeks ago and they're like, yeah, it was just kind of like a, I got booked on a show and so I was like, yeah, maybe I'll check out Disney and they had like a three month wait because COVID. Like, they're only letting in a certain number of people a day. And so as soon as they announce that they're going to put tickets on yeah. sale, three-month wait. You notice how people, we, we're allowed to question Scientology. We're allowed to question <laughs> Catholicism. Right. No one questions the Disney, Disney people. Because your head will be decapitated. They're fucking insane. And it'll be a yucking down a fucking hill somewhere. Yeah, okay? it, well, they'll freeze it afterwards and put That's it right next true. to Walt in oh the God, chamber. Remember that, remember that rumor that he was frozen? Dude, I hope it's true. Oh, man, I bet too. it's true. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> He's dead, but his head's probably still somewhere. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the Disney religion. It's in some creepy woman in like... Tallahassee's fridge and she's like I got Walt it's the woman that bent that paid 11 million dollars for the Banksy painting also has Walt Disney's head the one that fucking that shredded shredded, yeah (laughs) I just did an accent for Tallahassee does anybody do they have accents there they've got to right because they're kind of I was in Jacksonville once and they talked like that I was like what the fuck I'll need to well Tampa doesn't count because it's further south I feel like I feel like there's a certain point when you and I mean again I was a kid last time I went to Florida but like once you get to a certain level of South in Florida, it seems like more standard American accents. Yeah, people with like, transplants. But like Tallahassee and Jacksonville and all those places are so close to like Georgia. And, oh, yeah. You know, they I got feel like they there. would. Yeah. yeah. They definitely got it. They're yeah. the ones like gator hunting. Okay. Yeah, that probably. makes sense. I don't even know. I've never been there. <laughs> probably. So. Complete stereotype, but hey, that's. It's what I do. You can yell at us on the internet. Boost the algorithm, please. Yeah, all right. Yeah, how, about, us, how about one for the algorithm? <laughs> tell us we're wrong. Make us go viral. <laughs> trying um, to understand Florida. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the world is trying to understand Florida. Yeah. it's. Oh, I, I say Florida. I'm sorry. People correct. Florida. <laughs> that sorry. is a New York thing. Florida. Yeah. yeah. My, Florida. Uh, my mom. Well, I always say cherry, like the, the fruit cherry. And my mom always says cherry. She's from upstate New York. I say cherry. cherry. Yeah. Yeah, because you'd say, you'd, the e. you'd say Eric. <laughs> Eric. Cherry. <laughs> the fuck's a cherry? I said Eric. Is that right? Like, is that is that wrong? Eric. Eric. Yeah, you say okay. you say I Eric. I said Eric. I said yeah, the air. I said Eric. Like, where the where's that coming from? What is that? <laughs> what my is Texan. This? I don't get it. People can't. I must say, be drunk. I guess. I know Delisandro was hard. They get stopped at fucking Eric. <laughs> yeah, uh, Delisandro is how you say it. Yeah, whatever. Say it, say it. I want to say it right. I say Delisandro. Delisandro. Okay, perfect. Cool. Oh, that was that was that was music to my ears. I don't Beautiful. know why my grandfather they, they used to call him Del. Oh, okay. I have no. It's D apostrophe A. Yeah. Dal. Well, that's when I read it. I thought it was D'Alessandro. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It's it's the most complicated. I mean, I have it. I actually have um, I have clips from. I have like three clips from the Vulcan, and yeah. it's. Holtzman. It's uh, Tony, the other kid, Tony. Yeah. And somebody else. And all of them just butchering it it's fucking hilarious i want to put on my instagram i saw someone i saw someone bring you up one time and they just said like eric alessandro they didn't even try to say that oh yeah uh tony was like eric de salandrio oh my god it was incredible yours is the hardest like yours is the hardest easy to read name because on paper it makes total sense it's exactly how it yeah the italian language is incredibly phonetic yeah yeah yeah, it's exactly how it looks yeah there's no secrets uh, only, I mean, the, the, the chi and the k are a little confusing. A little bit, yeah. But, yeah, also, people, the apo- when you're not Italian or from, like, the East Coast or know people with an, the apostrophe, yeah. P- 
people are they're intim- they're intimidated by it. Right. But you have apostrophes and don't it's <laughs> let's and you just it's in the beginning. You just skip right over it, right? Yeah. That's exactly what we do with my last name. You don't say you don't pause at the yeah. D. You just go right Delison. It's yeah. For some reason, though, it's very difficult for people to understand the concept. That's funny. It's it's funnier because it looks like it should be easy to say. Like my last name is Polish as shit. It's Wojtovich, but it's spelled mm. with a W. And yeah. so and it's a lot of consonants. Yeah, like uh, I always say, yeah, you just slam a keyboard during a panic attack. That's my last name. Like it's <laughs> just, it's insane. And we also spelled it wrong. Although you look like I literally think my grandpa had bad handwriting when yes. he was like coming over from wherever to like get it. Oh yeah. Because uh, the last three letters are E C Z. How was that, Vich? I have no idea. My 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 first cousin, his name is Michael Yukevich. Yukevich, yep. And, and it looks like Jerkowicz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I C Z, and I C Z is what it's supposed to be. But we're the only ones that have E C Z. And I was like, I literally think my grandpa has bad cursive handwriting. They fucked up a lot. Did he come to Ellis Island? Probably. They fucked up a lot over New York. They yeah. messed up. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of things that are that are, I mean, yeah. people's names are off now because yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah that's. I don't, that doesn't surprise me. And, and he's Polish, so let's, yeah. who are we kidding? Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> oh, we're just going to throw some extra seasons. He's in here. Fuck the Polacks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had someone tell me that uh, Polish people go everywhere and no one wants us. So I was like, that's about right. <laughs> just, you know, Polish people, besides the dumb jokes, yeah. I don't really know anything. They're just hard workers. I don't really know anything. Yeah, there's really yeah. no bad things about it. No one's ever like, oh, it's fucking the, the, the Polish are here. <laughs> Nobody cares. All they do is like farm and work hard and make bland sausage. Like that's, yeah. although if we're talking pierogies. like, yeah, if we're talking like Eastern European food, like at least kibasi has some flavor, like German sausage. My mm. dad was so pissed. He had to go to Germany one time for work and like, oh my he was, God, white people problems. I huh? know, <laughs> dude, when I talk Disney about my dad, Germany let's be very clear. They grew up like white trash <laughs> and like my dad literally, I'm going to get butchered. My name is Eric and I, <laughs> I have both my parents in America. How bad can my life be? Right. Dude, my <laughs> My dad literally shoveled shit in the sewers while he went to college to like wow. pay for college. Yeah. And um, here you but are dragging, dragging his name to the mud. Here we are, yeah. <laughs> Talking shit because he got a tech job when he got out. Damn, fuck you, dad, you know? <laughs> Moving to Austin and the shit. The new name of the podcast. <laughs> fuck you, dad. Fuck you, dad. He's going to watch this and be like, you could have punched that joke up more, Allison. Yeah. <laughs> that was a cheap punchline. Um, You're better than this. Yeah, but he, he had to go to Germany for, for work one time and uh, he went to a deli. And uh, he just was like, he was like, Allison, I asked them for like, like a sauce to put on the, the sandwich. And they were like, do you want mayo? And he goes, uh, do you have like mustard or hot sauce? And they were like, we have mayonnaise. And he, he, was, he was just like, I get it. I'm white, but damn, y'all don't know what flavor yeah, is. This is why I don't go to other countries. Yeah. I can't do it. They don't do it. Well, I'm especially be, especially from fucking, you're Italian from New York. Like y'all know how to cook. Yeah, ab- I will. Like, yes, absolutely. Anyone from New York City knows what good food is. If you're on black Twitter, <laughs> they drag white people for not being able, I, I'm always like, man, you know what this... My girlfriend's family's Puerto Rican. My family's Italian. Yeah. They know, I mean, that's we know how to cook. Yeah. I mean, I have been to a couple of my friends' plant parents who were like, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed. Salt is a seasoning. Not much going on there, yeah. but not 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 yeah, not not many. Like I feel like German food. Yeah. You know, bratwurst. Yeah. Not interested. No, you know? that's mm-hmm. the thing. I I tweeted one time, paprika is white people cayenne, and I got shit on so hard. But I was like, it's true. Like yeah, white people. Well, white people shit on you? Who's yeah. yeah. I was like, white people think that paprika has a flavor. It doesn't. It's just bright and pretty, and you put it on deviled eggs. There is nothing more f- fragile than a white person who can't <laughs> laugh at white people jokes. Like, I know. Are you kidding me? 
I'll see something like that. It's so good. I do that, and that's incredible. <laughs> How could you not? Like, yeah. grow the fuck up. I know. Everyone makes fun of it. Like, that was interesting. Like, in Austin, like, pre-COVID, like, it was, like, a hyper-woke audiences, especially on the east side. <sighs> and it was interesting because I have all these jokes about being a white girl. Like, I know how I look. And, mm-hmm. you know, you go up on stage and make fun of yourself, and that's supposed to win the audience over, and they would just feel worse for you and, like, moan. Ugh. And but like, No, you're they, doing a good job. But they would do it to everyone. Like, if I had, like, a Jesus black... Like, Christ. I had I had black friends be like, oh, yeah, I'm a black dude, and I would go on stage and be, like, making black dude jokes, and they wouldn't laugh because they felt bad for me. Man. That's I was like, ridiculous. What the hell? You're not even reaching across. You're race. literally doing the opposite of what he wants you to do. Right. Yeah. So just being silent. <laughs> yeah. Let's just like PSA right now. Yeah. If you moan or say ah at an aw, at a comedy show, you're making us feel worse. I've s- literally had a woman say, "You're doing great." <laughs> I was making fun of myself, and she said, "You're doing great," and I was like, "This is not the." This is Damn a therapy. <laughs> I, I pay for I pay my medical bills for uh, not this. Like I'm gonna talk to my therapist about this later. <laughs> I know, man. It's Damn. a sh- it's a shame. Yeah, Wish people knew how to laugh at themselves. It's fucking crazy. Um, well, like, what? Where did you move here from? Because you've been in New York, LA, Los where, Angeles. So you moved here from LA. Mm-hmm. What's it like for you being in Texas this long? And like, are you liking it so far? You know, I was. I think I was talking to uh, Gary before, but when you're younger. I think when you're like, you know, younger than like 25, I'll say, because yeah. you're still very plugged into like your social life. Once you're 25 to 30, 31, and then you're, you could live fucking anywhere. Yeah. Like, I don't think it matters. Like when you're 35, you see your wife and your kids and you go to work. Right. You're not hanging out. You're not going to bars. You do, do your day in, day out, same shit. So yeah. like, that's how I feel. If I have the internet <laughs> and my girlfriend, I could live anywhere in the world and yeah. I don't. I go home very often. Uh, I fly so often now. So it's, I, I, it's a Target. There's a Whole Foods. I'm good. You're good. I, I don't know what else I need, really. Yeah. I, it's, it's also, it also kind of sucks that the internet sort of ruined the individuality of certain cities. Because I, I do go to cities and I'm thinking like, there's nothing, this doesn't feel like Texas. Mm. Just feels like Los Angeles with a little less people and, and yeah. stores that's austin specifically i mean if you have you gotten outside of austin yet like gone to lockhart for some barbecue or i've uh, not not when i moved here but couple when i was when i was driving to la three mm. years ago i stopped at like uh fort worth yeah. and stuff like that but just still very touristy right but like all that stuff is like romanticize of what the past used to yeah, be. Yeah, Fort like, Worth especially is bad about that because yeah. they've got like their whole little strip where they like have like country bars and honky tonks and dance halls and it's like, yeah, yeah but like there's skyscrapers over there. <laughs> and when those guys are get off get off their shift, they're taking off their their cow print chaps right. and they're going on Instagram. Yeah. Like it's just the same shit all through the country. Like I'm not going to get shot by a bank robber out here. Yeah. Stop acting like exactly. this is the old west. When I, when, I, when I went to Utah, I thought I was going to see like some old western movie taking place like this town ain't big enough for the both of us <laughs> and it was just like oh there's a fucking target painted purple because yeah. i'm in because i'm in utah it, that's it's the, the exact same experience and i don't i don't know if that is maybe because to me because i've done so much traveling and I, i've i've seen that but but there is like this sort of as when we were kids, you think you're gonna go to a new state and it's gonna be different and yeah. interesting, and it's like every city is exactly the same. yeah. They have everyone is a Panera, everyone's got a fucking <laughs> everyone's got a McDonald's, they all got a Subway, yep. and it's the exact same experience yeah. because of the internet. You know, uh, it's it's 
it, it was like that, I'm sure, in the 90s and early 2000s, but now especially. Totally. Every 16-year-old looks and dresses the same no matter where they live. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it just, it just the, the power of, you know, communications. Of, yeah. Of, and it crazy. is, it is like, I will say, like, most cities feel very similar, but also most small towns feel very similar to each other. Absolutely. There, there's definitely a difference still in the city life versus small town life, but, like, 100%. I mean, we talked about this before the podcast. My parents are from upstate New York. That's hick as fuck. And, like, all, when they moved down here for my dad's job in the 90s, like, all, like when, once I started getting old enough to talk about, like, oh, yeah, I go fishing and hunting with my dad on the weekends or whatever, like, I would get picked on for being too country. And I was like, I'm in Texas. What are you, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? And as soon as I would, like, get out of the city and, you know, meet people that were also doing that, it's like, no, we do this here in Texas. That's very Texan of you, actually, to do that. Exactly. And, but, it's, but it's not just Texan. It's small-town country to do that, 100%. you know? Yep. It's, uh, I think that's going to be less and less, though, because yeah. of just technology. Like, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe not, not like that stuff, but the city folk are definitely going to be the same. But like, yeah. like you said, the city people are all the same now and the yeah. small town people are all the same now. Yeah. There's really, it's rare that you, I mean, maybe, maybe with some foods, like they, um, I forgot what I was, I was talking about with this with somebody recently and it was like, oh, you got to go to. You gotta go to like Chicago to get this, or you gotta go right. to New York to get this. It's like they have it here. Right. <laughs> they they can travel with this. Yeah. I mean, maybe with the the bagels, the, the water the they say with like yeah. the pizza in New York, everybody goes, "Wow, the bagels though." Right. And I'm like they're not known for bagels. All right, get over it. <laughs> and but yeah, I've had great pizza in LA. Yeah. Incredible pizza in Los Angeles. Right. I want it to be like you can only get it where I'm from. But right. You, you can get it anywhere. Yeah. Technology is too strong now <laughs> to not. We can be- import the New York water if that's the problem, bitch. They, there's a place in LA that does that. Wow. They import the New York water. That's amazing. And I, I, I don't know if like other people would agree with that, but I, I, I've, I've noticed that where yeah. it's, I've had great tacos everywhere I've been. Right. There's Mexican people all over this country. Dude, they yeah. all make incredible tacos. Yeah. So I, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a beef in Texas between San Antonio and Austin is who has the best tacos. And I'm like, let's be honest, first of all, it's the border towns for sure. It's not it's not but, Bryce wearing the fucking <laughs> Yeah, it's not the not person the you're all paying. Saints leather jacket and the cowboy boots. He's not making the best ones. I'm if telling you're you that paying right more than five dollars for a taco, that's a bad taco. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the thing. Yo, you know what I've noticed in in Texas or Austin specifically, which I've never seen? Maybe it's my girlfriend and I went to a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. We got enchiladas. You got this. You got that. It was a drive-through. Oh yeah, but it was a restaurant. No, I live right by one of those. What the? F- is that it's a Texas so weird. thing? I, it's got to be because I've only I've eaten at one of those once in San Antonio. But but yeah, it's not like, a chain. But it's not a chain. It's just one. And one it's got restaurant a has a rest. And a bunch of them, a yeah. bunch of them have drive-throughs. Yeah. The greatest thing I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Because it's like it could be a sit-down like Tex-Mex or Mexican restaurant 100%. if you wanted it to be. But and there just was, fucking... there was tables outside and stuff. Yeah, but you can order your full ass, like you said, plate of enchiladas with the side of the beans and the rice, and you can get margaritas to go, and it, they hand yes. it to you in a fucking bag in the styrofoam, and you're like, this is a full ass it's Mexican incredible. meal <laughs> that I can't eat with my hands. I need to sit down at home I know. and eat this. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> this is not road food. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've noticed that. It's the coolest thing I've noticed about Texas is like they have drive through everything, for anything you can get. I mean, Dude. guns, whatever. You, whatever you want. <laughs> have you been to Slotsky's yet? It's like a deli. It's it's like a local chain. 
No. It also has a drive-through. Delicious. Wow. But yeah, it's a fucking drive-through deli and it started in Austin. Wow, that's incredible. I got to yeah. Yeah. Schlotsky's? Schlotsky's. You got to try it out. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. What but, do you get there? A sandwich? Uh, I love their sandwich. I like their they have like a beef and cheese sandwich, but it's, you know, got all the fixings on it. Okay. It's good. Okay. They have I'm they make to like, get the fixings. Yeah, they make like sourdough in-house and stuff, so it's Very really cool. tasty. Okay. Yeah. That's like the only chain that well, there's like a couple chains that I'll eat at like that, but that's like one of the only ones cuz uh, talking to people who have worked there that, that like, you know, rotate through different food industry places mm-hmm. and stuff. They're like, that's the only place that I will still eat at after having worked there. And I'm oh like, my oh, God. The, Ooh, that good. tells you something good yeah. about it, you know? I'm I'm so new to Texas, though, that I'll see a place that I think, hey, I went to this great, great place. Right. Like, it's called Bixby's. Yeah. And apparently there's like a million of them. So, oh, like, I, I don't know. I've never been to, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't, it's, it's like a chain. I I had I had never been there, but I'm Wait, saying like yeah, yeah. it could be like oh it's Taco Bell like I yeah. I, I have no like, idea. I, I found a Whataburger. Have you been? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like there's a place. Called, I went to this weird gas station, man. It's called Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a billion Bucky, and I have no idea. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. still so new that I don't even know what's a chain yet. You're just like I'm in on the secrets, guys. Yeah. Have you been? Yet? I'm calling it Heb when I go shopping. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on. Dude, I, we we call it the Heb to be ironic. Like, yeah, I'm going to the Heb. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but, I still uh, call it that just to be an asshole. Yeah, but. that's the that's what's funny about Texans, too, is if they have something that is, like, Texan, like H-E-B, they will get so prideful about it. Like, it, like I don't know if you've seen uh, Tony do any of his jokes about, like, how much he loves H-E-B or anything like that. Yes. But if you get on stage and say Bucky's or H-E-B or Whataburger in Texas, people will lose their mind and they will fight you if you try to do a joke that there is a place better than those. Oh, my <laughs> it's God. Like, I know. It's like, like it's a Rocky. grocery store. H-E-B is a grocery store. Yeah, seriously. You know? It's good. But, I mean, Jesus, they didn't even sell the Stone Cold beer there. Let's Let's relax. <laughs> You know what? Until you get the Stone Cold beer, <laughs> you're not good in Eric's book. You know, Eric, sorry. I said yeah, it. nice. Yeah. It's hard, right? I'm going to watch my diction. That's like the couple times the accent comes through. I used to say like uh, uh, insurance, which is like a Texan way to say it. It's oh, my like God. Insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In- I mean, y'all not got any insurance. Yeah, got any insurance. It's like insurance and then uh, sh- just the word sure. Like my, my theater teacher in high school used to always get mad. She's like, it's sure, like pure. Insurance. Sure, pure. Sure. Yeah. You say Some sure. Pe- sure. Yeah. But okay, that sounds yeah. like I'm saying S H E R. You could like be real. from Glendale in California. <laughs> I don't know where the hell you are. You yeah. did a good job at burying. Worldwide, you know. Yeah, you did a you did this a good job. This is worldwide. <laughs> I, uh, you're what I think I sound like. Right. And I go, hey, you got any pizzas away? So <laughs> your accent only comes through in your normal talking when you say like all or something. Uh, okay. It's it just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ball is hard. Yeah. yeah. Ball. Yeah. I say water. It's too. not, dude. It's not nearly as bad as people from like uh, Minnesota, though, because they Minnesota. Fli- yeah, they do that, but they flip their accent on certain. Like they'll say they'll say uh, bag to say bag, but then they'll say bagel for the food. Bagel. Oh my they god. They flip it. Like it, it drives me insane. Jay Moore had a great joke. I saw him years ago, and he was like, "You ever hear these Spanish people will say they they gotta take a chower and they're gonna eat some chicken? <laughs> oh He's my like, god! All you gotta do is just." <laughs> <laughs> Like you're doing the world, the, the yeah, letters. You're wrong. getting them right, but you're doing them in a weird order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's a crazy world we live in. Crazy world. Uh, do you want to talk about your your podcast that you're working on? So yeah, I don't know when the hell I'm gonna re- release it because I have a bunch of dates and I don't want to uh, not have a week where I go without one. That's I'm just trying to film a bunch of them. But mm-hmm. yeah, my girlfriend and I. It's called Dress Down Day. Oh shit. Which I don't know if anybody really knows what that is in like a. I mean, it sounds like it's 
casual Friday. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went to Catholic school. Okay. And a dress down day was a big deal. That's yeah. when that's, 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 that's where you could wear your Latrell Sprewell jersey to school. <laughs> okay, we're talking a big deal. So yeah, it's 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 fun. My girlfriend and I have a great dynamic. I uh, we we shit on each other constantly. <laughs> we argue constantly. Uh, I think we have a great, very open, honest relationship, and we just talk about stuff that like uh, it will be material of mine right. or certain stigmas that come with like being a woman or being a guy and it's just fun we talk about anything yeah and um i don't know when i'm gonna re- pro- soon i'm gonna, it's gonna i'm gonna release it soon but right. if you want to check it out that's it, it'll be it'll be available everywhere that's awesome and uh is she a comedian as well or a performer she is in any way not a comedian no she's a fantastic actress though and she's okay. always like oh i'm not i'm not an actress but I've I've dated actresses before and they right. were garbage. <laughs> Seriously, like the girls who like I don't know the girls that I've dated who were like oh I, I used to act like in high school and I'm like okay give me and then they're just terrible. Right. She's just like because acting is just you got to be natural. Yeah. As soon as you tell someone what to say, they get weird. Right. And she's just really good at like I'll put her in skits. Yeah. And I'll make her say stuff and yeah. she's fantastic. That's awesome. But no, she's not at all a performer. Yeah. If. Every, I, at least once when I get off stage, if she's there, she will still say to me, I don't know how you do that. Wow. Because she's just like, if, if I remember when she was in college, if she had to do a public like presentation in front of the class, she would, for the, she was yeah. hobby racing for two days. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Right. Who cares? <laughs> it's just your class, dude. I don't know. I don't get that at all. Me, yeah. when I was in school, I'd be like preparing bits. <laughs> I would be getting characters ready. Right. Like the teacher, like, all right, Eric, you don't have that much time. Just fucking get the- <laughs> But I have a costume change. <laughs> exactly. This is going to yeah. give me the A plus. <laughs> the complete opposite. I think that's why our dynamic is funny too. Because we're yeah. just so not, we're so different in yeah. so many ways. Well, the, the na- acting natural thing is something that people don't really think about with actors, but that's why I think it is easier for comedians to cross over into acting because they don't give a shit most of the time. And they're just like, yeah, yeah I'm a dude. I'm going to say, you told me to say this. Okay, cool. I'll say it. And then you just say it as yourself. And like, that's why so many just regular people get cast in roles now is because you don't have the training that hypes you up to make you think like, I need to get into this character and yeah. I need to like really become this yeah. person and it's it, like, it depends what it is I mean like w- there's still the insane process of like Daniel Day-Lewis but like th- yeah. th- that's so not but it but common. it works for some people There, it's weird because like I mean I studied all that sh- I went to school for acting which who needs to do that right like why <laughs> but um, like th- th- there's different methods that you're supposed to study and like it just it makes you understand why a normal person who doesn't have stage fright would crush it on a show or mm-hmm. on stage because yep. they don't have all of the like, well, what's my meaning and what's my what if yeah, and my yeah, yeah, my yeah. as if and why what's my goal? Like they're mm-hmm. not thinking about that. What do I want that. from this? They're just like, okay, like you threw me into this scene and I need to say this to this person. Okay, and those then they're just a person. Are, those people are flawless yeah. every time. I, I've done so many things where I would like make my own. I did I did an hour and a half movie. By myself for YouTube. Oh wow! Uh, it was it was like this. Uh, I, I like to say like if if The Office met Making a Murderer. Oh shit! Where it's kind of like a documentary of like this failed. It, I I thought it was it was good and just say this. Say it. Stop yeah. stop acting. Yeah. Just say this how you would say it. But a lot of people I think get thrown by like walk in and say what's up and they're like. 
what's up? And I'm like, yeah. would you say that to somebody <laughs> or would you just say what's up? Bro, you would have zero friends if you walked into the room like that. Yeah. <laughs> Walk in like a robot. Exactly. Like, what's up? Oh, mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here, Johnny. <laughs> we don't want to deal with your bullshit today. <laughs> is, that, is that your East Coast name, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, we're just going to call him that. Johnny, Johnny boy. Hey, Johnny hey. robot. <laughs> Yikes. Johnny bots <laughs> All right. I think uh, I think we can wrap this up. All right. This has been a great conversation, dude. I had a great time. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Thank you. And, I uh, wish I would have got some IV maybe next time. You can come back. Yeah, you can come back in and get one. We'll do it. All right. Um, uh, where can people find you and follow you and all that good stuff? At Eric D'Alessandro on everything. I don't know how you'll spell it. Good luck. We'll put, it in, the, we'll put it in the podcast title. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. D-A-L-E-S-S-A-N-D-R-O. Eric D'Alessandro. I say Sandro. Sandro, fuck. Yeah. Eric D'Alessandro. Nice. There, there we go. go. She'll never say it like that again. Perfect, probably not. That's usually what she'll say, and then like a minute later, she brings me up stage. She'll be like, Elvis <laughs> Della Gandhi. <laughs> I'll say it correctly and just, yeah, off stage, just be like, I fucking hate that cunt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I love it. I'm what always like, <laughs> let's see how they fuck it up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eric D'Alessandro. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eric D'Alessandro. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on Detox with Allison. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Allison. Thank you, guys. Yeah.